Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. On this show, I have talked at length about the importance of eating enough protein, but sometimes eating protein throughout the day can be a challenge. However, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts and is the perfect addition to your day. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, over 10% of your daily value. It's one of the highest protein nuts out there. But that's not all. Pistachios are also known for their fiber and better for you unsaturated fats, which we all need in our diet. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with your family and friends or taking them with you on your summer adventures. So whether you're dropping off the kids or running between meetings, fuel up with a healthy and tasty snack. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Thank you for listening to Balance Black Girl. My name is Les. I am your host. And this month we are talking all about getting out of ruts, busting through plateaus and leveling up. So, so far in the series, we've covered a lot of ground. We started off talking about what it means to get stuck and how we can get back into alignment. I also shared a bit about my 25 by 25 experience, which helped me get out of a really big rut when I was in my 20s. We've talked about ways to get back on track, specifically with your wellness habits when you've fallen off. And today I'm going to talk about how your routines could be keeping you stuck, which is probably pretty surprising because I talk a lot about routines, especially wellness routines and how helpful they can be. But when it's time for you to level up, sometimes sticking with your old routines can actually be keeping you right where you are. Now, a lot of advice around getting out of a rut really centers around gratitude. The idea is if you feel dissatisfied, you just need to focus on what you're grateful for and then you'll feel better. And I think that there can be a lot of truth to that because gratitude can provide a lot of really helpful perspective that can help you see how far you've come, especially if you're feeling a little bit down. But I also think that multiple things can be true at once and you can experience gratitude while also be feeling unaligned. And for me, I identify as being in a rut right now, which is part of why I created this series, because I very much needed to hear a lot of the things that I'm saying. And it's because my life right now feels a little bit blah. 
if you listen to my 25 by 25 episode, a lot of the goals that I wrote out as a 23, 24-year-old, the life that I really wanted and that I was describing so vividly through those goals, I actually have right now, which on one hand, I'm so incredibly grateful for. The way my days look is almost identical to what my 23-year-old self wanted, and I'm very grateful for that. And at the same time, I can realize that what my 23-year-old self wanted was very, very limiting. My 23-year-old worldview was about this big. At 23, I didn't have the perspective that I have now. I didn't have the skills I have now. I hadn't seen as much of the world as I've seen now. And I think it's okay to want to expand as we grow and as we change our perspective. And so if I were to force myself into this vision of life that my 23-year-old self had and say, okay, well, I should only be grateful for this and just stay here forever. I would be inhibiting my own growth. And I think sometimes we do that when we kind of gaslight ourselves into thinking that gratitude is a cure-all. Gratitude is incredible for perspective and it can coexist at the same time as other feelings. And so when we think about the routines that we have, oftentimes those routines were created by a prior version of ourselves. But if that perspective, the prior version of yourself had, isn't relevant to who you are now, then it may not be what you need to grow in this moment. And that could be what contributing to you feeling stuck. So all of these things can be true at once. You can be proud of how far you've come. You can be grateful for where you're at. And you can be like, okay, I'm ready for something else. I don't think this fits anymore. So don't let anyone else guilt you into maybe wanting a little bit more. And most importantly, don't guilt yourself into wanting a little bit more. It is completely okay to feel that way. And that's especially why I've been called to speak to younger people in my content lately. If you listen to the podcast, you may have noticed that it's taken almost a bit of a big sister turn than it used to. I feel like a lot of my older content was like very direct and very wellnessy. And lately it's been a little bit more personal and a little bit more big sister-y because as I learn these things and as I learn these lessons, I want to help you all not make the same mistakes that I did, especially if you're in your 20s because your 20s are such a vulnerable vulnerable time where you can absolutely be creating routines and you can be creating a life that can keep you stuck. And even if you feel stuck, you don't have to stay stuck, but that awareness of it is so important. And I think especially when you're in your 20s, you feel all of this pressure to figure everything out and to have your life together. But the truth is when you're 22, you only know so much. And what is important to you at 22 is going to be completely different than what's important to you at 32 or 42 and so on and so forth. So I think if you're in your 20s and you're feeling stuck and you feel a lot of pressure to figure things out, I really encourage you to focus less on figuring your life out because nobody ever fully figures life out. As soon as we figure something out in life, something else happens. Life is like whack-a-mole. As soon as you figure something else out, something else pops up and needs to be dealt with. So put less pressure on figuring your life out and put more focus on really building life skills. Build the skills you need to have the life you want, especially if you're in your 20s and also your 30s, because your 30s aren't, at least so far in my experience, that different than your 20s. It's, it's you that's different. Really focus on building those life skills. So instead of saying, okay, I have to have this right job that makes this amount of money and I have to buy a house and I have to get married and I have to do these things by this time, 
develop the skills that are going to help you be successful in those areas. So instead of focusing specifically on what job you have, focus on the skill sets that you need to build that will help you build the career that you want, even if that changes in the future. Or if certain relationship milestones are really important to you, instead of focusing on getting in a certain relationship by a certain time, focus on the communication skills and the teamwork skills that you need to eventually be a good partner. Learn how to manage your money. exclamation point underline because that's going to be probably one of the most important skills that you can have in your life that will impact your career, that will impact your relationships, that will impact your ability to get unstuck and make yourself harder to manipulate. Probably my number one piece of advice for anybody in their 20s who's feeling stuck is to be hard to manipulate because people who you are in relationships with will try to manipulate you to do what's best for them. Jobs will try to manipulate you to do what's best for them. So be really firm in who you are. Be really firm in the life skills that you're building. And that is what is going to help you eventually get unstuck if you find yourself in a rut because that job is going to change. The relationships are going to change. Those things that you want are going to change, but the life skills that you're building during this important time of your life are what you'll be able to take with you no matter where you go. And it's what's going to help you get unstuck when you inevitably find yourself in a rut. Okay. So I'm off my big sister soapbox. I want to get back into our conversation about routines. Now, I'm a pretty routine-oriented person, especially if you listen to this podcast, if you listen to a series like Reframing the Reset, if you have followed me on Instagram for a little while, you may have seen that I go pretty heavily on the routines, whether that is my workout routine or my cleaning routine or what used to be my podcasting routine. So what I'm about to say might surprise you, okay? I want to throw the disclaimer I am also evolving and my message is evolving. But sometimes if you are in a deep enough rut, you have to know when to say fuck those routines because sometimes the very routines that you're clinging to can be the very thing that's keeping you stuck. And I know, Miss Sunday Reset, it's probably very surprising to hear me say that, but you have to know when to be malleable and when to move some things around. Now, where I advocate that routines and structure are important is because they can help us reach our goals. They can help us build discipline. Discipline is an incredible life skill, like what I was just talking about, one of the most important things that you can build for yourself. And they can also help you create ease and reduce friction. All of those things are true. All of those things are great. But it doesn't mean that routine is the solution to every problem. And it doesn't mean that even if you have a routine that works for you right now, that it's going to work for you for forever, because it might be working for the version of you that is here right now, but if you eventually want to level up and want to be a different version, at some point you're going to need a different routine to get you there. Now again, I'm not saying don't have routines altogether or to not have a morning routine or to not have a night routine or a wellness routine or to not do your wellness activities. Please continue to do those things. But I'm saying if you feel stuck, don't stay stuck in the same routines. As you grow and evolve and change, those routines are going to need to grow and evolve and change right along with you. So from my experience, routines have helped me so much when it comes to establishing a baseline, when it came to establishing a baseline level of fitness or a baseline level of discipline. But the times where I really saw myself improve or grow is when I stretched beyond that routine a little bit. And knowing when to do that and how to do that is really, really key for getting to where you want to be. 
I've also noticed that while routines have been really helpful for establishing those baselines for me, they've almost been even better (laughs) at keeping me where I'm currently at. And if you, like me, are feeling some discomfort with being where you're currently at, like you know that you have the potential for more or you're, you're desiring more, but you just haven't gotten there yet, then it could be that your routines are what is kind of holding you at this level that you may not want to be at anymore. I personally have been where I'm at for a minute. I've been working more or less the same job for a minute. I have been in the same apartment that I have now felt like I've outgrown for a minute. I have been creating and sharing content the same way for a minute. And I'm ready to step into my fuller potential and feel more aligned with who my higher self is. And I'm feeling like there's a little bit of a discrepancy between where I'm currently operating and where my best self is operating. And I realize that what got me here to where I'm at is not going to get me here to where my higher self is and to where I really want to be. So the routines that served me to get to the point where I'm currently at would be great if where I'm currently at is where I only want to be and where I want to stay, but it's not. So it's time to go back to the drawing board and to start working on that next phase of the evolution. When you want to up-level or when you feel yourself being pulled to something different, you got to shake things up. And it can be really hard and it can be really scary, but also can be really, really worthwhile. So when you want to get out of a rut, a really helpful place to start can be with an audit. On the podcast, I've talked about all different types of audits. I've talked about a life audit where you're looking at various areas of your life, be it professional, relationships, wellness. You could also do a time audit. You can look at how you spend your time. I'll link the two episodes we've talked about those topics in in the show notes so that you can check them out if you want to conduct that kind of audit. But it can be really helpful to show you where you're spending your time, where your energy is going, and if your daily routines and your daily flows are helping you get to where you want to be. So if you conduct an audit and you see that, okay, I say that my career is really important to me, but I'm not really spending time on building the skills that I need to level up in my career, then I can reprioritize. Now for me, I did a time audit recently just because I had been feeling kind of funky and in such a rut. And when I did my time audit, I spent a few days really tracking my time and looking how I spent my time. It was interesting. Like I thought that I was so next level dialed in, ascended. And I actually found that my routines were so monotonous (laughs) that I've just been really bored by them. Like my daily routine has been contributing to my stuckness. And when I did my time audit, it was like, I wake up at five, I go to the gym, I come home, I work on the podcast for a couple of hours. I log on to work by nine o'clock. At the end of the day, I log off of work and then I go for a walk And then I make dinner and then I retire on the couch and either read or watch TikToks until it's time for me to pass out. And then I wake up the next day and I do it again and again and again. And that has basically been my same routine for the past like two or three years, which is almost embarrassing to say, but this is a safe space. And three years ago, I actually really did like that routine when I first started doing that. It felt really structured and it was the structure that I needed and it did really help me in a lot of ways. And now three years later, it's driving me absolutely crazy. Like I am losing it. I feel like Squidward when he moved to Squidville and was doing the same thing over and over and over. And it became so monotonous that he needed to kind of cause chaos just to get a little excitement. That is me. I am him. The monotony of doing the same things, none of which are like 
particularly enjoyable outside of some of the books that I read and elements of podcasting were really starting to get to me and realizing that I was spending so much of my time doing these things that I feel very meh about has been really contributing to my stuckness. So if you feel like you're in a rut or you feel like your days are pretty monotonous, you got to ask yourself, like, is this giving Squidville? And if it is, how can I shake things up? Maybe not cause as much chaos as Squidward did, but it can help us kind of come back to the present and be like, okay, is this what I am truly seeking in this moment? And I get it. There's comfort in routine. Like sometimes routines can be suffocating because they can be a means of control. We're trying to control things in our lives and we can control what we do at nine o'clock and 10 o'clock and so on and so forth. Even if we don't like what we're doing, the fact that we feel like we have this illusion of control can be so comforting, especially in a world of such chaos. It's important to remember that we are not actually in control of anything besides our own behaviors and how we react to things. And so we cling on to routines because that is like the closest thing to control that we get. But sometimes with our goals, external factors are important. Like our behaviors are not the sole indicator that we will reach our goals. Sometimes our relationships are a factor. Sometimes our environments are a factor. Sometimes other people being willing to give us an opportunity are a factor. And so we're trying so hard to control something that only has so much power. But when we're trying to control or manipulate or hide from what externally could be helping us, it can actually contribute to our stuckness. So if you get to a point where the routine is holding you back and you've outgrown it, that's a sign of discomfort that could be worth listening to. temperatures are rising, the days are longer, and we're outside more, which means it's time to make sure your hydration is on point. But just plain water doesn't help us replenish the electrolytes we need. That's why I gotta put you on to my favorite electrolyte drink mix, Element. Element is a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. It contains a science-backed ratio of sodium, potassium, and magnesium, which our bodies need to stay hydrated, regulate hormones, absorb nutrients, prevent muscle cramps, and fight fatigue. So whether you're training, traveling, or working out more, Element is the perfect thing to give your water a boost so it's more hydrating and so you'll actually want to drink it. Element tastes amazing and has zero grams of sugar. I personally love drinking it every day. I will fill up my Stanley cup. I'll add a packet of Element and I'm sure to reach my water goals. I actually have a really hard time drinking plain water, so it's helped me so much. And when I'm not hydrating properly, my lack of energy and focus are apparent. But with Element, I'm getting the hydration I need. I drink so much more water. I feel better and my skin feels better too. Element is offering you a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single serving packets free with any Element order. So you can try all eight flavors to find your fave or share with friends. Get yours at drinkelement, that's L-M-N-T dot com slash balanced less. And this deal is only available through my link. That's drinkelement, D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash balanced less. Plus Element offers refunds, no questions asked, so you have nothing to lose by trying it out. 
Now, take some time to think about what your current routine is and what about it isn't working for you. What is contributing to your rut? So for me, my particular routines and what isn't working is the fact that Basically, everything about my routine happens within the four walls of my apartment. And I, for the past few years, like many people because of the pandemic, have had far too little human contact and interaction and just stimulation outside of the house. So for me, that is contributing to my stuckness. And so something that has been really important for me in terms of shaking things up and doing things outside of my routine is making more plans, is being more social, is going to more events. Even if it is on a weeknight, even if it means I go to bed a little bit later than my ideal time, shaking up my routine in that way is worth it for me because that human contact and that human interaction is doing a whole lot more for getting me unstuck than sticking to this super rigid bedtime. So you have to look at, okay, what about your routines isn't working for you? What are the needs that you actually need filled and how can you shake things up so that you can actually get what you need? So if you can relate to that, I want you to ask yourself, what is important for your happiness and for your up-leveling right now? How can you give yourself more of that? And how can you push the envelope of your routines just a little bit to position yourself to receive that? What trajectory do the things you're currently doing have you on? And if that trajectory is different than the trajectory that you want to be on, then that's going to give you some really helpful information for getting unstuck and for how you can make adjustments to get to where you want to be. Now, I think the best thing we can do is to look for small ways to do things differently. I'm not telling anybody to go buck wild and just throw caution to the wind with their routines and to just you know, chuck it all out the window. But I'm saying that sometimes even doing the smallest of things just a little bit differently can have such a big impact. So how can you shake things up a little bit, whether you're like me and you just plain need to leave the house more, or maybe it's taking a different route to work than you usually do just to see a change in scenery. Or maybe it's taking a different route on your daily walk, again, just to get a change in scenery, to change those neural pathways and to get your brain looking at a different area or surroundings. Maybe it's when you go grocery shopping, buying a food that you've never had before, something totally new to you and learning how to cook something completely new. Again, small changes that can have a really big difference. Or maybe you can read a book that's of a different genre. We talk a lot about reading on the podcast. If you are always a self-help girly, what could reading a little bit of fiction look like? Or if you were a thriller fiction, maybe read a little romance novel and see how that feels for you. Or if you are dating, you're out here in these dating streets, maybe trying a different app than the one you're usually on, or maybe swiping right on a different type of person than you usually would. Like These are small changes that can have such a big impact because you never know where those small changes will take you. When you're trying to get out of a rut, The most important thing is to do something different, is to do anything different. No change is too small. The reason why doing something different is so important for getting out of a rut and for leveling up is because that is how we grow. That is how we get better. When you're working out, 
your muscles get stronger because you challenge them, because you are using a different load or a different tempo to break them down in a different way. Or when you're doing yoga and you're doing one of those really tricky balancing poses, that's what helps your body get stronger because it learns how to find a new equilibrium. And our minds and our goals are often the same way. When we do things to step outside of the box just a little bit and challenge ourselves in different ways, that's when we're able to rise to the occasion and to be a little bit more flexible and to be a little bit more adaptable and to be ready for more of the things that we're trying to call in. So you don't get stronger by lifting the same weights over and over the same way for forever. At some point, you got to switch things up. You got to confuse your muscles with something heavier or go, you know, more reps or faster or slower. And your mind is exactly the same way. You don't get mentally stronger by doing the same things over and over in the same way. At some point, you have to switch them up. You have to introduce a new challenge. And that is what makes you ready to receive what it is that you're calling in. So even if that is brushing your teeth with your non-dominant hand, which actually is really good for your brain and challenges your brain in a really interesting way, do it. Or Maybe that is practicing your balance a little bit more. If you do something like yoga, which I just mentioned, and you opt out of the balancing poses, what happens if you do try? Or what happens if you do try to balance on your non-dominant leg just to see what happens? Like challenge your brain and your body in new ways and see what comes of it. Again, no change is too small. And the reason why change is so important is because it helps us expand what we believe is possible for us. Like at the beginning of this episode, I was talking about how the vision for my life that my 23-year-old self had was all well and good and would be all well and good if I were still that 23-year-old version of myself. But now, 10 years later, I'm like, okay, this is fine, but I'm actually a totally different person and this doesn't fit anymore. And that expansion is super important. We have to do things that also match our expansion. That's how we are able to receive what's fully coming for us. We can't expect to receive these big blessings if we're confining ourselves to these small containers. And sometimes when we get so stuck in doing the exact same things or being in the same environments or being around the same people over and over again, we're really confining ourselves to these small containers, even though what we want to receive is so much bigger and won't be able to fit. So if you want future you to reach a certain goal, you can't be walking around acting like the past version of you, right? That past version of you who wasn't there yet, they don't even know what's possible. They don't know where you're going and yet you're following their directions. So knowing when to shake things up a little bit by creating the space and doing things a little bit differently is crucial for getting out of a rut. So when I know I'm in a rut and I need to make changes, these are a few that are my go-to of like low-hanging fruit changes that don't feel too scary, but I promise will help you feel so much better. So the first one is decluttering, clearing things out. I'm clearing out my closet. I'm clearing out my inbox. I'm getting rid of clothes I don't wear. I'm cleaning up my desk. I'm cleaning out my kitchen. I'm deleting texts from people I don't talk to anymore, like cleaning house. And the goal here is to create space. Things, physical things, digital things, they hold energy. So if you have a lot of clutter, if you have a lot of physical things, a lot of digital things that are kind of connecting you back to old ways, old habits, old people that you want to move on from, having that clutter around you is still keeping you tied there. So one of the easiest changes that you can make is to start just clearing those things 
ouch. If it's holding old, stale energy that's not helping you elevate out of this rut, you may not need it anymore. And I've done a few episodes on decluttering. Again, I can link those in the show notes, one on decluttering our spaces, another on digital declutter so that you can listen if that helps you. But one of the best examples that I had of this was when I was still living in Seattle and really wanted to move to LA. And I spent probably eight years being like, okay, this year I'm finally moving. Okay, wait, no, but this year I'm finally moving. And I said that eight different times. And after eight years, I was still exactly where I had been the whole time. And finally, it was New Year's Eve going into 2019. I called my friend Claire, who is a professional organizer. And I was like, Claire, this year I have the intention to move. Can you help me start clearing out my apartment so that when it's time for me to move this summer, I have less stuff and it's easier for me to pick up and go. And at that time, I actually didn't have actual plans to move. Like I didn't have a job here. I didn't have an apartment here. I had no actual plans. I just said I had a plan and had my friend come over and help me declutter. And we spent probably the next six months after that editing all of my stuff. And every couple of weeks she would come over and we'd get rid of more stuff and clear out more and more space. That a month before my lease ended and it was time for me to move, it all magically came together. I got a job that was fully remote that I could do anywhere. I reconnected with a friend from college who lived here and who was looking for a roommate and it all worked out. But I don't think if I would have not started clearing out my things and decluttering and actually creating space so that it would have been easy for me to pick up and go when I had the opportunity to, I don't know if I actually would have done it. I think I probably now would be going on like 12 years of saying next year I'm going to do it and next year I'm going to do it. But by taking that action to start decluttering and clearing things out, I think energetically that's a big part of what made that move possible. So that's just an example of the power that decluttering can have. Now, in addition to decluttering, I will also change something about my fitness routine. I don't think I've gone a single episode of this podcast without mentioning fitness in some way. I already used an example talking about weightlifting and yoga. Y'all y'all know. You already know. We we love fitness here. Changing something about how you move your body can create such amazing change in your mind. So whether that is trying a new class or working out at a different time of day or trying a new format or lifting a different weight or working out in a new space or having a friend join you if you usually work out solo, changing anything about how you move your body can be so expansive and so helpful for getting you out of a rut. Changing how you move your body literally can change your energy and is such an easy change to make if you're looking to level up and just get out of your funk. And then lastly, I will make some sort of change to my daily or weekly routine. So that could be making plans on a weeknight on purpose just to shake things up. That could be working from a coffee shop instead of just working from my apartment or working at a co-working space with a friend to have a little bit of company. Just creating a day that looks and feels different from the kind of monotonous version that I'm used to can be such a good reset. Even if every day doesn't look like that, those occasional little resets in your day or in your week can be so helpful for just getting you out of that mind funk and really helping you move things around and shake things up. Now, like I said earlier, this can be hard because we like to cling to routines because they give us the illusion of control. 
Routines are sometimes tied to our desire to control and sometimes making changes, whether big or small, can feel a little bit scary because it feels like we're losing control. But if we remember that we're actually never in control, (laughs) it gives us that perspective we need to feel a little more comfortable making that change. And what makes change feel so scary is because we don't know what the outcome is going to be. It's like, I know if I go to this workout class at this time with these people, I know exactly what my experience is going to be. But if I go at six o'clock instead of five o'clock, like who knows? I don't know how I'm going to feel. I don't know who all going to be there. I don't know what's going to happen. But that's actually the beauty of it. Not knowing the outcome is sometimes the beauty of getting out of a rut and making necessary changes. Because if what you've been doing isn't working for you, what's the harm in trying something that has an unknown outcome if there's a good chance that unknown outcome could actually be better? Now, I want to get a little more into this because often our resistance to doing things differently is really boils down to a fear of change. One of the best things we can learn to do for ourselves from a personal development standpoint is to better embrace change. Embracing and not fearing change is crucial for getting out of a rut. But I get it. Change is scary. Some changes are challenging. I get that. There's actually that expression that a lot of us know where it's like the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. I don't love that expression because I'm like, what's the devil got to do with it? Why do we have to have that at all? (laughs) What if instead we reframed the way we view change to see it as an opportunity because that's often what it is? What if instead of like the devil you know being better than the devil you don't, What if we say like the opportunities that I know are just the beginning because doing something different could open the door to so much more because it's true. Keeping to what you know and what you see right in front of you is often a baseline. Clinging to that so hard could be contributing to what's keeping you stuck, but there's could be so much more if that's just the baseline, if that's just the foundation, especially if we know that we're not particularly happy where we are. Things often aren't going to get much worse, but they have the potential to be so much better. And change is a way to welcome in what's better. So if you fear or are resistant to change, remember that things can't get better without change. When presented with change, instead of seeing it as a means of losing control or something to be afraid of, think of it as an opportunity for things to get better, even if it takes a little bit of time for them to get better. I feel like in this episode, I've been dissecting a lot of common phrases and redefining them to be things that I like better. So let's do another one. <laughs> uh, another one, what's for you won't miss you. Yes, very common. But the thing is, what's for you might miss you if you don't prepare yourself for it. It might miss you because it might never come for you if you don't open yourself up and if you don't get ready to receive it. If you're unwilling to make necessary changes to be ready for what's for you, then it probably will miss you. It'll go right past you and go right on to whoever is ready for it. So what can you do to get ready for the things you say you want? It often involves embracing a little bit of change. Let's walk through some examples here. If your finances are not where you want them to be and you really want to see improvement in that area, it does not make sense to continue managing your money the same ways you have always managed it. It does not make sense to keep making the same financial decisions or the same financial habits over and over 
and over. It just does not make sense because what happens is that even when you get more money, you're going to continue doing the same things you always did. And it's probably not going to help you get much further. Now, I'm not talking about genuinely not having enough money because that is a capitalism issue. I'm talking more about the financial outcomes that come from our habits. If you don't have good money habits while you don't have any money, you will not have good money habits when you have money. And I can speak to this (laughs) on a personal, personal level. There's some popular manifestation rhetoric out there that really just encourages people to spend money that they don't have with a saying of like, oh, if you spend it, that's how you'll attract more. And I don't necessarily think that that is true. I think that what those kind of manifestation gurus, coaches, whoever they are, are getting at is that you do have to make changes with how you see money in order to embrace and call in more. I don't necessarily think spending more of it is the answer if you don't have it, but I do think understanding how to manage it and changing your routines around money or maybe creating a routine if you don't have one is a very necessary change that will help you get better. So again, we're talking about tiny changes here, like tiny shifts, not overhauling everything you do. So maybe that is tracking what you spend if you don't do that already and not restricting yourself or not saying you can't have this, you can't have that, just tracking to purely understand where your money goes. Or maybe that is reaching out to the HR person at your job just to understand what your 401k options are. If you're not ready to invest in it or to do that, that's okay. But just taking that small step and making the change to just talk to them and understand how it works can be a huge change so that when you are ready to invest, you know what it is you need to do. Or maybe it is reading just one personal finance book, like just one, just to learn some new concepts and to better understand it. So these are tiny steps that you can take to tweak your routines that can have a really positive outcome small actions, small changes that will help you see results without guilting yourself or shaming yourself. So you're just making a small shift that will help you learn. So let's do another example, focusing more on routines. Let's say you want to have one of those like wellness girly morning routines, but you really, really struggle with waking up on time. So let's look at a routine that causes this feeling. Let's look at why you might be struggling to wake up on time. For the sake of this example, let's say this person's night routine consists of watching TV and being up pretty late after everyone else has gone to bed, maybe a little revenge bedtime procrastination because it's the only quiet time they get. And then they usually go to bed pretty late and they have a hard time waking up early the next day. A small change that this person could make could be getting ready for bed like doing your night routine, getting ready for bed before your TV time so that you already feel more relaxed. And it's more likely that you probably will fall asleep a little bit earlier than you would have without it. But you're not shaming yourself. You're not guilting yourself. You're not depriving yourself of that quiet time that you get. You're just priming yourself for more relaxation to make it a little bit easier for you to sleep when you do eventually get there. And I bet if you do that, you will probably fall asleep earlier and it will probably help you wake up earlier. Just that small tweak of doing your night routine before your TV time. Okay. These are all super, super small changes that can help you get to where you want to be. Or another simple example, if you wake up and like immediately check your email first thing in the morning or immediately hop on Instagram the first thing in the morning and that leaves you stressed, 
What if you rearranged your apps on the home screen of your phone and put your meditation app in front of those apps so that if you wake up and you immediately grab your phone, that's the first thing you see and that is the first thing you do. You do your morning meditation and then you can hop on email or then you can go on Instagram or TikTok or whatever it is you want to do. So you're not rehauling everything. You're not taking an hour to do all of this elaborate stuff. You're just taking like five minutes to make a little deposit in your calmness bank before you hop into the other things of the day. That's a really small change that's going to help you feel so much better and going to help you feel calmer and more centered and ready to receive what it is you're calling in. So a lot of these changes don't have to be big. They're really small things that can help make ultimate behavior changes a lot easier. Again, no change is too small. So I have one more example, and I can use myself as an example here. And this is a more kind of work-related example of changes that we can make to get to where we want to be. So I have a really bad habit of waiting for inbound opportunities and waiting for opportunities to come to me with like everything. Like I wait for everybody to come for speaking at events or brand deals or being considered for things for a couple of reasons. One, I am a little bit more of a reserved person. And so sometimes I do feel like I'm bugging people Two, with human design. If you're familiar with human design, my strategy is to wait to respond. But I think I've taken that to like the next level. And I realized that I was being passed over for a lot of things because I was simply waiting for everybody to come to me, but people wouldn't even know that I was open or interested. So a really small change that I've made is I have time on my calendar every Monday for just 30 minutes to just do outbound outreach. So that is just me for 30 minutes, touching base with people, messaging people on LinkedIn, sending emails just to connect with people and just to like familiarize myself with them and be top of mind so that next time an opportunity comes along, they actually know who I am and know that I would be more interested in it. So I'm not like pushing super hard or pitching super hard, but it's just a super small change to help kind of familiarize myself with people who may be kind of the gatekeepers for opportunities that I'm interested in. Super, super small changes if we see the things that we usually do aren't working for us. So you can pick any of these or a bunch of other changes. These are just small examples that can really help make those tweaks to get you where you want to be. The goal is to find small things that you can change in your routines that move you closer to your desired behavior or to that version of yourself that does your desired behavior or that puts you a little more towards being aligned so that you're ready to receive it. So expand your mind, expand your container so that those blessings you're trying to call in can actually fit and give people an opportunity to say yes to you. So though in order to do that, you've got to say yes to yourself and sometimes saying yes to yourself requires a little bit of change. Now, lastly, I want to talk about the importance of support that can help you really build momentum as you're getting out of a rut. So an example of routines that could hold us back could be if your only social interactions with your friends involve things like going out or partying or drinking or things of that nature. Now, listen. I'm not telling you to not do those things. I mean, y'all know I'm not a big fan of drinking. I've talked about drinking and the effects of alcohol on our health on the podcast. But listen, do your life. Do you. Go out. Have fun. I'm not telling you to not do that. But I'm saying if that's all you do when you're with your friends or the only time you're social or you see your friends is when you're doing those things, there's a high likelihood that y'all are probably all stuck. (laughs) 
(laughs) you're probably all in a rut together. It's hard to move forward and to do what you need to do to reach your goals when you're hungover and exhausted from doing those things all the time. Now, I'm not saying, again, don't do it, but I'm saying if it's all weekend, every weekend, speaking from experience, because I was that person in my 20s and I was real stuck in my 20s when I was doing that all weekend, every weekend, then you're going to want to shift things a little bit. You're going to want to shake up those routines a little bit and to start saying yes to different things. But I'm also not saying to isolate yourself. What I'm saying is that it can be really helpful to learn how to expand your idea of what being social is and what your social routines are to include more things that are going to help you and your friends all reach your goals together. So when I started expanding my definition of social from just going out to the bar or to the club and partying to also including my friends in things like workout classes or inviting them to a coffee shop to have like goal setting sessions and to work together or to talk about books that we were reading, it actually was so impactful because not only did I become a lot closer with my friends when we were able to just expand our relationship to include more things than solely going out, even though we still like to do that too, but we also all started leveling up together. We all started working towards our various different goals together because we were actually supporting one another in an authentic way. It's actually this young woman I follow on TikTok who her routines are a little bit extreme. And I think I follow her because the routines are extreme. Like she wakes up at like 3 a.m. and does all of this like five hour morning routine, which to me is doing a little bit much, but I just think it's interesting. But when you read through the comments on all of her videos, everybody is always saying like, but when do you see your friends? When do you go to the club with your friends? Why don't you do things with your friends? And I think she does do things with her friends. She just doesn't do those things with her friends. And as I read through those comments, people leave her of like, but when do you go to the club? It really made me realize how much our ideas of what being social are can be so limiting because there's so many ways to be social that also don't have to be detrimental to your goals. So a big part of routines and getting support with your routines to really build that momentum is being willing to do things with your friends that are a little bit different. And I also think too, sometimes when we're on these journeys of whether that's healing or whether that's leveling up, we can almost want to isolate ourselves a little bit and we can want to assume that other people don't want to do those things with us. But I think you might be surprised at what people in your life want to do and want to support you with if you include them. So that could be another good change to a routine that can really help you reach new heights and reach new heights with your friends because you should all want to be successful together. And I will say sometimes we need to have tough conversations if there really are relationships that are contributing to our stuckness. So sometimes as we get ready to level up, for some people that can be triggering because they can feel left behind. Or sometimes if you're really taking care of yourself, you're really taking care of your business, that can sometimes hold up a mirror to what other people feel like they aren't doing. Even if it doesn't have anything to do with them, they can feel a little bit triggered by that if they're just not there yet. And so if you need to have a difficult conversation if a relationship is really contributing to your stuckness, it can be important to do that. And it can be important to do that with grace and with compassion and with love, not blaming people for your stuckness because that's just not cool and often not fully accurate. But you can be honest with people and say, hey, here's where I'm going and I would love to bring you with me. How can we figure out how to make this friendship work? Or how can we figure out how to make this relationship work? I understand that some of our interests are becoming a little bit different, but how can we find some common ground? 
and give people a chance to want to be a part of your life, even when you are up-leveling. But I do admit I've had some of those conversations before and they can be really, really hard. So it's okay if it takes more than one conversation to get there. And I also want to say, if the feeling of stuckness just feels never ending, then sometimes support that looks like professional help, working with a therapist, talking to your doctor, if maybe you were just feeling hopeless for an extended amount of time, is okay. Sometimes we have other things going on and just including our friends or having those conversations aren't enough and we maybe need professional support or we need medical support. And so knowing when to bring in some of that other type of support that we may need if we just feel this perpetual sense of stuckness, no matter what we do, is really important and is a really important form of self-care. So do not shy away from getting the support that you need because you deserve to be supported. So regardless of what that looks like, getting people in your life on board while you're leveling up can be a superpower because there's nothing that we can't do when we're truly being supported. All right. That is all I've got for you for today's episode of Balanced Black Girl. If you're feeling like you're in a bit of a rut, I hope that this episode helped you just figure out some ways that you can make some small changes to help you get to the next level. Head to the show notes for more information about today's episode, as well as amazing discount codes and special offers from our sponsors. We have amazing sponsors. So make sure you check out their offers because they're really hooking y'all up with some amazing deals. And next week, I will be back with an episode all about ways we can increase our confidence to support our level up. So make sure you're subscribed and I'll see you next week.